sending me messages? Because I'm here. Well, kids in my office really thought you might buy that house. I told them you got big balls, but not that big. They're right. I'll probably pass. It's so nice, though, you know. Feels like you're part of the beach and ocean. And all that air out there? Shit, you know about it. Your daddy's got a little place out there. He must let you use a bedroom some weekends if you say please. Walk away. I should. But then again, what's the point of having fuck you money if you never say fuck you? Welcome to the Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Ken. Here with your co-host, Love Zach. And today, we have another guest back again from the fuck boy free session, Mr. Carl. What's so, going on? Today, yes, yes, yes. Yes, today, call us back because we're going to discuss billions. If you guys have never seen the show, Great please show. check it out. It's definitely on Showtime. Um, so please, for all seasons right now, there might be some spoilers, but we're going to be focusing on major spoilers. Major spoilers. <laughs> so there we go. Season five yeah. is the main point of topic, but you know we yeah. can discuss other. Seasons. We're going to go all around the seasons. So yes, definitely, yeah. like Carl said, major spoilers ahead. So let's get right into it, Carl. What's your thoughts on season five this far? I appreciate you letting me start off. For me, season five starts off gluttony. <laughs> what a word. <laughs> Why what say that? Yeah. Because season opens up with acts reaching a milestone, 10 billion. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, his mm-hmm. attitude and his whole motivation to move forward past this point really showcases where the direction of the show is going. Mm. Okay. Because first you see him in the shaman the tank. Yes. For the shaman, yes. getting his ayahuasca, really getting on his spiritual wave. I'm like, all right, okay, Axelrod, I feel you. Then he's about to get mm. back into society. And when he does, he gets a call and there's like, oh, there's a vanity fair showcase. Uh oh, for the decades. For the decades, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So he immediately goes and situates himself mind you who's all bearded up looking real woodsy yeah they was on the on on their they bike bike game flow nature flow all that rare had the beard all that now he getting back into reality back into the groove of things he gets very clean shoots guys corporate bag shoots to the uh (laughs) photo shoot to get it straight away so from that image that's um why i say it's it's gluttony like you really showcases that you really don't have no no real purpose now. Like, <laughs> all right, you at ten billion and you really haven't really done nothing. If you think about it, so I'm gonna segue and let it, let um Mike. What's your that? take? Yeah, yeah. What's your take on that, bro? Um, I mean, you know, Cole has a, he has a great point. I didn't expect, honestly, I didn't expect uh, the first episode of season five to start off like that. But it gets to it gets to show you and show the viewers that you know Bobby, you know Axelrod, he still got some soul searching to do. You know, as if the amounts of wealth and the amounts of accolades and accomplishments that he has achieved in the financial sector and just dominated the whole business as far as investment capital, just lets you know that he's missing a large part of himself within his own personal life so he needs to do some soul searching so of course he takes him and his boy michael wagner wags as as we know him in the show 
you know, he can't do nothing without Wag at the end of the day. So it made sense on that regard. But then as you get deeper into season five, from episode two to three, you start seeing that Bobby is really fighting himself. You know, he goes through the derivative with his son at the prep school. You know, he's trying to start his crypto scheme. Right. And, you know, he blows the electrical grid. But you see, he did that for a girl's attention. And exactly. called him out on that. So that yes. was pretty interesting. And, cool. and it's, it's, it's a great point because that is Bobby. As we know, in yes. previous seasons, yes. he did everything for Larry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Helicopter fly out all the way upstate just to have a lobster meal. Like, what? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen how they ended up getting torn in between each other because Lara tried to establish herself as her own woman in her own field. And, you know, he shut her down. It's like, yo, you're not ready. Like, you, you can't do this. Like, I do this. You know, I get the money. Just be pretty and take care of our family. And that's that. And Lara wasn't trying to have that. So I respect Lara's character arc on that, on that regard. But it's just like, to close it off, right now, season five didn't start off good. The first episode... I get certain points, you know, yes, Soul Searching, Shaman, Out in the Woods, Chuck Road Sr., uh, dad, you know, um, he marries his, let's keep it a buck, his side team, mm-hmm. happens to be a Native American, shouts yes. to her, yes. you know what I'm saying? So she got the Uber come up, but you know, she really controls him low key, so he she eventually gets her wish, gets the respect, so now she's a wife now, and she's not, no longer hidden, and in the shadows, you know, she's out in the open. So I, I, I like how they put that in front street and Chuck had to kind of like finesse that with his speech and all that. But, you know, episode two and three kind of showcasing now, like, here's the gritty. Taylor's trying to figure out herself because right now Taylor's lost in the source. You back at Axe Cap, like, what are you doing? The game theory right now is two parts, twofold, right? It's who is Bobby? Because your family is non-existent right now your son is out here pranking and trying to follow in your footsteps but he's making mistakes and he's trying to get you know just an attention of his you know high school crush okay that's coolie you know what i mean lara we don't know where lara's at they haven't spoke about her yet they haven't reintroduced her character we don't know if she's right gonna come since, back in this season since the third season really exactly yeah we haven't exactly. Really seen her that much right and then Wags is seeing that, you know, he's, he, he never really was a father figure. He never really was a father. You know what I mean? You had children, but what are you right. doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your image? Mm-hmm. So, and then the other aspect is like, all right, Chuck, what is your play? Like, you still out here doing these high profile chess games, but right. is the other parts and other pieces of, of the chess board really playing the same game as you or just you're the only one trying to you know play this chess you know what i'm saying so it's very interesting that's your take on season five listen mm-hmm. my take on season five is very straightforward i think like you said the way it started is all gluttony right i think that's the big premise of this and i think by bringing in a new character, uh, Michael Michael Prince? Prince, I think, yeah, yes, Mike by Prince, bringing, right, yes. by bringing him in and yes. showcasing that side, another person. I think to me, him and Bobby Axelrod are the same person. It's just that Bobby doesn't give any of his accolades to to destiny, right? Where Mike mm. Prince says differently. Mike Prince doesn't sit back and say, "Well, destiny will carry it on." But he does give his praise to a higher power, a higher being to put him in that direction where Axelrod is not trying to hear that. 
So I think we definitely got tired of Tima real quick. We didn't yeah. like that at all. Yeah, I'm glad they yeah, stopped we, that. We yeah. definitely got bored of Bobby and and Chuck going back and forth with each other, right? But we didn't right. like that. So to bring in Mike, Mike Prince now, this kind of gives a new dynamic. This season is, is going to be mainly based on showing Axe's other side, the side that he spoke about in the second episode. You know, that that inside monster that will mm -hmm. go and devour. Yeah, the monster, so, the fireside chat. Now, mind yes. you, Bobby been that way from day one, but he never showcased yep. it, right? He did it under the- He never verbally admitted correct. it. He did it yeah. under the, the rug. He'll do shit and just do it, right? He, he won't go out and say that he did. I think this season, the same way he went off on the headmaster and came out and did what he did, we're gonna see Bobby take that kind of role the rest of the season. So I think that's gonna happen. As far as Chuck's story go and, and Wendy, listen, it is what it is. I, I really, I'm done with that side of the story. Um, Chuck, yeah, I don't like... know what Chuck wants to do. I, I, I really, at this point, Chuck was awesome last season. The whole ending of it, him actually doing all yeah. that. That was not last season, sorry, probably season before last. Oh, you're talking about the whole setup with him and um, Ira and how you finessed his father and Ira yes. with the socks. So that, yeah, with the so juice. That, what was the name of the juice? The juice, uh, the juice portfolio the for Ira again? I forgot the name. Forgot the name. But we'll check it out before the. I think it was some some true yeah, juice before the podcast like over. We'll, um, we'll pull out the name, but yeah. definitely. Um, and then also the way he tricked um, the Brian Brian Connolly. That whole Chuck. That was yes, Chuck's yes. arc. I think Chuck. That was Chuck's arc. Right now, Chuck is just a. I think he's just in the background while Mike Prince and and even Taylor and Bobby Axelrod is going to steal this season. So. I'm very excited to see how things go. But um, which character to you guys is your favorite? You can start off, Carl. I feel my favorite is um, Chuck Rhodes Sr. Why I say that is <laughs> Chuck Rhodes, the character himself, he depicts oh. old money. Illuminati. How he maneuvers, oh, how he goes yes. through the game. He is a man of principle. Everything yes. about Chuck Rhodes Sr. is about legacy. You don't give yeah. a damn about who you are. If you're not, if you your last name ain't Rhodes, you are the enemy. And me <laughs> having a fam, I, I respect that. Because all he cares about is making sure that his seed, Chuck Rhodes Jr., and his grandchildren, everybody is gooch. Yeah. I gotta give him that. You're right about that. Yeah, you're right. You've been seeing how he's been maneuvering, bro. He mm -hmm. don't really do no joints. Yeah, he tell his son, "Hey, do this. He can't do it. Right, I'm gonna make a few calls. Yo, you gonna be you gonna be attorney general for the next quarter. All right, cool, chill, Sean. Don't worry about it. I already the made plan, the call. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, you fucked it up, baby boy. All right, I'm gonna get you another plan. Now you are gonna be in this office. Don't fuck it up. He always right, chin checks him too. Right, fuck it. Now I'm gonna have to get this casino bread because you fucked up all our inheritance with that juice stock." Now ice I juice, ice juice. juice. Ice now, juice. There you go. Now I have to yes. finesse some land to get this casino popping, but yet you got this snake in your in your camp. Now we got to finesse him. Like, yo, he is a master manipulator. Like, really but it's is. all for family. He all has he has a purpose. He has a goal in mind, and he yet he still he still getting cool, which is <laughs> gooch, and he's still doing what he do. Like, I have to respect yeah. that. He always look, he always knows how to chin check Rhodes by calling him 
those Bunk. colloquialisms, Sonny. Buddy Boy and Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Old Chipper. <laughs> and you can tell, you can tell, you can tell Chuck it eats away him yeah. because he's so academically inclined. You know, he he has achieved so much on on an academic level. Mm-hmm. You know, with his degrees and his career. So it's like to call a man of his stature and his depth, Sonny Boy. Like, but it's oh like my gosh! Telling him like, yeah, you achieved all these joints. But you achieved all these things through my coke heels. Like, chill, yo, buddy exactly. boy. Be chill. Follow oh, my man. lead, and you gonna prosper. But because wow. he want to do, he want to dredge his own path and do his own thing. Like, he's always fucking up. That's why the whole, um, he had to do a whole conference and expose that he was a whole masochist, and everything was just Gucci after that. Like, you have a sitting, uh, representative in. A political power who says out in a out about that I am a masochist and a sadist. Mm, that's true. That's and, man. and you're still good. Still, yeah, he's still rocking. Yeah, he's still doing his thing. God forbid any black man were to like have relations outside his marriage. It's over. Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. I would say my favorite character. I'm gonna have to give it to Dollar Bill. You know what I mean? Because even though Dollar <laughs> Bill yeah. is a total dick, yeah. he keeps it all the way to buck. Like yeah, he yeah. keeps it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Um, he has multiple families. And when he got caught, you know, I think it was in last season. He's just like, yeah, I'm a, I wrote a letter to my wife. You know, I have multiple wives, and you know, I have another family. And here's the letter I sent it out. You know, just so he couldn't, you know, violate his creed of just you know being who he is he's a dick but at least you know who he is you know what i'm saying he doesn't try to pretend like he's somebody else and his character from season one up until now even though when he faces all these derivatives he doesn't like all the new algorithms that taylor used to bring about when she came into axe cap you know he wasn't banging with that but he adjusted you know what i'm saying now they got taylor mason and her team back on the fold with Axe Cap, and he's like, yo, what is all this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just cares about his performance, cares about making his his trades, he cares about his stock ratio and his stock indexes, and if he doesn't perform, he can't perform in the bed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he cares oh, yeah, that, that much about... <laughs> yeah, that was He funny. cares about that, that much about his investment portfolio, you know, operation in terms of his performance that He's even going to mess up in the bed sexually, so you know uh, that that's I got to give it up to, to Dollar Bill. He keeps he keeps Axe Capital honest, even though he's a total dick. You in that industry of finance and capitalism, you need people like Dollar Bill to keep you on your toes. So I, I respect him on on that level. That's fantastic. Yeah, good choice Listen, right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I still my favorite character would definitely have to be Axe and and Mike Webb. That that whole team. That that tandem, I think, is a great team, but definitely Axe. Um, I like Axe honesty. I like his goal to go after what he wants. And I like his attitude towards people that he respect, right? He don't disrespect people, but when it comes to those that he do respect, he definitely give them um, the power they need to proceed and get better. Mm. And that's one thing Axe does compared to everybody else that's around him. He helps those to become better help them see their potential. Remember when 
um, Taylor was all shook up. It wasn't sure what she was gonna do. Axe made her who she is, to be honest. You understand? When mm-hmm. when Wendy was all shooken up and not sure where she wanted to go, wanted to leave, Axe was there to put her back on that path. You know, so and then Wags, I think Wags is definitely his his definitely his boy, and that's why Wags is who he is to him, but he helps him keep him leveled and grounded and everything else too. And you know, let's be honest, I mean, the fact that Axe was able to go and purchase that painter in this last episode. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, but I was on Guido. But that was more so still on the gluttony aspect. Why of course. It's gonna be but for the question with the character why I hate, but Tanner, you're talking about Tanner. Yeah. But keep yeah. but keep in mind, the Axe said this best in the first season. What good is fuck you money if I can't say fuck you? And that's basically <laughs> what this season is about to be. Axe is really gonna pull out all his fuck you money and definitely tell a lot of people fuck you this season, especially Mike Prince. So I definitely give it up to Axe for sure. I mean, just an honorable mention, I gotta give it up to Lauren and Kate. You know, Lauren is the uh, investment portfolio manager for uh, Taylor Taylor Capital. The new girl. And I gotta give it up to Kate. Um, You know, she works on the Chuck Rose and the AG office. So, you know, she be holding it down. I like the fact that she always- Yeah, keep everybody on point. Yeah, 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 ten steps ahead of really Chuck in his game theory schemes, and you know Lauren dealing with with uh, Taylor alone is a whole nother derivative. And I like the fact that they ultra super melanin, so yes. got to give it up to the their melanin. faces, their eyes, yeah. their yeah. mannerisms are phenomenal. And they not great. and they don't conform. They don't conform in the, the type of field that they are in. You know, in that field in finance, conformity is like That's a key. must as a as an African-American woman, you know what I'm saying? So I like that their characters, I would be remiss to not mention them. They definitely, but we have to see their arcs though. Yes. Because right now That's we cool. haven't really seen Lauren's arc and we haven't really seen Kate's arc yet. You know what I'm saying? But we know we're going to see it in season five because, yeah. you know, they've been there now. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be up there. Yeah. So which character do you guys hate the most? Or which character do you guys ah. hate? I'm gonna like, jump in on this one yeah. real, real quick, Carl. Yeah, Taylor, the anthropomorphic <laughs> transhumanism box. Like, <laughs> are you wow. serious? Like, okay, I get it. Has algorithms? You that yeah, drink. she yes, has I algorithms. Just, just computing in her brain syntax automatically. She is the biological android. Yeah, we get it. Um, but what is the point? Like. She failed right. season four. Taylor, you're such a genius. Yeah, you're a genius, right? Horribly. You, but you have to get your father, who's the rocket engineer, to come through to situate. And then he even had to call you out, like, yo, what are you doing? Like, this is not this is not what I, I I wish for you. You're wasting your 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 genius on playing with numbers and indexes and ratios and percentages about nothing. Let's go build this rocket engine. And she's looking at him like, oh, this is not what I want to do. And this is what I want to do. Like, But it segue back. It's good that you mentioned that because it segue back to a whole totally different field, but deals with the same aspect as far as trading and stock mm-hmm. market, which is the Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. In the beginning of the movie, Matthew McConaughey sits with Leonardo DiCaprio's character and says, we don't build exactly. anything. We don't do don't shit. Do nothing. We just take That's money true. from one one person's pocket and we put it in our other yeah. pocket. That's it. It was like, 
So when he was having that conversation with his daughter, it was like, yo, you're very intelligent. You're, like your fathers make building things. Like he's creating. Exactly. You're not creating. You're nothing. doing nothing. You you getting upset because I asked you for money that you play around with anyway? Like, really? I, I want to build this rocket. Like, what's up? So it's like yeah. Taylor, you failed. Now you're back with 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 acts, you know, you have your little subsector, Taylor Mason Capital. Okay, that's cool. You can't even get along with your IPO manager. You know, she ends up leaving, you know what I'm saying? Because she feels like she doesn't really have any kind of purpose. So I was like, okay, you're not, you haven't been executing your deals. You know, Lauren is basically showcasing her ability to adapt and finesse because of her melanin. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Now, Wendy want to siphon her away. You know, it's like, Taylor, figure out your identity, your purpose, because your whole... I had the algorithms computed into my bloodstream DNA is meaning nothing right now. So writers <laughs> get to the point with Taylor, please, because I'm tired of seeing her robotic face on the screen. Like, I mean, really? Like, come on. Like, we get it. You, you're dealing with billions of dollars and you need to have no emotions and Taylor embodies that. I get it. But um, thanks. But no thanks with Taylor. Thanks. <laughs> what about you, Carl? Who's your character you dislike the most? All right, yeah, that's a good word. I don't want to say hate. I would definitely say yeah, dislike. That's why I switched it up to dislike. But sure. my character, I would say right now, is Bobby Axel. <laughs> now, why wow. say that? Okay, let's hear Now, pour my drink. Go ahead, let's hear it. Right. His motives up until the fifth season, I would say, was just. The first season, people were doubting him because they came up with the money with uh with the 9-11 scheme. But then he used the money right. to parlay it and help all the, the Fire, um, firefighters police, and police. Yeah, yes. And then everybody was good. And then Chuck, this one, we got introduced with Chuck Rhodes. And they were coming at coming after him. And then Matt, other opponents was coming after him. So I respected the fact of him protecting his own, protecting his camp, protecting his business. Like, you right. go on the offensive. But, like I said, fifth season, you open up. And you part of the Decker Club, right? Mm -hmm. Now you see right. another another billionaire. Now correct me if I'm wrong. The a photo shoot was for Vanity Magazine, yeah, right? Vanity Fair, correct. Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. How yes. ironic! Now, keep it. <laughs> now you you have the opportunity to be on the cover. You don't take it because you playing the game theory. And Mike Prince was like, "All right, you don't want to take it. I'm gonna take the opportunity to become on the cover." He does that now. You have an enemy because why? He took the opportunity that, that you left on the table <laughs> when he been telling you like, yo, let's chop up. Let's go to this retreat that I've been having for years and you never come through. <laughs> now you finally come through and he slimed you for a cover of a magazine that you've been on probably before anyway. That doesn't mean anything, but because he finessed you, now all of a sudden you're going to do everything in your power to come after Mike Prince. I felt as though that was kind of sus. And it kind of turned me away from Bobby Axelrod as a person because, as I said before, up until this season, I was messing with him. Even with the fourth season when his baby slimed him and messed with uh, Taylor Mason on a, on an IPO scene, oh, yeah, yeah. he had to and get he her, got back her back because yeah, he violated scene. That <laughs> yes, is my that enemy. You cannot go against my enemy because we making love. Like, you're going to just go over there and, and politic and drink? With my Love enemy? It. No. That was great. So I yeah, get he why shut he that did down. that. But fifth season, I don't understand why you're coming after Mike Prince. Like, it didn't make no sense. He seems like a genuine individual. Yeah, he's a billionaire. It's like, 
really like how can you be at but this is, this is you still cut you still cut the, at the end of the day this is the writer's but, issue they have to create an enemy out of nothing because they haven't really well, go ahead i hear you they haven't yeah. had somebody else to compete with bobby but in my mind like i said i felt that mike prince is just another bobby axelrod just that he does his shit mm-hmm. under the ground mm-hmm. when bobby is going to tell mm-hmm. you to your face you know so i think that's why that character's there but that's so Bobby Axelrod is your dislike character. Yeah, for right now. Because up until this third right. episode, even with the situation with his son doing all that mm. at the school, granted, that was kind of cool. But had you been there with your son since the beginning, that situation might have not happened. Because in the third season, we remember Laura was like, yo, you got all this bread and all this time, and you still don't spend time with Kids your children. Yeah. So when you segue to this third episode in the fifth season, he's doing fuckery in the school. And you come and now try to be a father figure. It's like, come on, bro. You got all this money. Why are you not with your kids? Because you got to continue making that money. That's Bobby's actual like, and, whole thing right And now. that's the, and when we segue to the other part of the writers, and that's, I'm going to segue back to that situation because it's going to, it's going to showcase that you're going to implode. Because at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, yo, bro, you got to find a time to just walk away from it all and be chill. Yeah, rest and relax. Who, who do you come on, man? Ten billion? What else do you need? Who who do you dislike, Ken? <laughs> yeah. Another ten billion, <laughs> right? Chuck, Chuck Rose. Rose. Chuck, Chuck Rose. Ah. Chuck Rose. Hundred percent. Listen, Chuck. We're talking about Bobby Axelrod and his greed. Chuck greed to keep going after Bobby is is what tore his family up. That's true. We want to talk about somebody looking out for his family and being there for his family. Chuck has no excuse. From season one all the way down, Chuck has put his family and his friends last to get at Bobby Axelrod. Bobby Axelrod is not that serious in Chuck's life. Why is Chuck making it his life about Bobby Axelrod? He fucked up his marriage with, yeah. with Wendy because he messed up the trust with them. But the Wendy does season. sleep with the and enemy, the being that she's a psychiatrist. But go ahead. But she didn't sleep but, with him. That's, that's I know, her she job. Almost did. You understand like, that? Jacuzzi, yeah, but, but meetings, but that is because that that is because Chuck pushed her into that, 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 okay. that level. Okay, you understand? Like, look what he did this season. Chuck put a freeze on her shit so she can't buy an apartment because he put because she put his business out on the on front <laughs> street. Again, what, last, you, what you think is yeah, going to happen? Season with the whole massive, yeah, 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 masochism. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah hope, exactly. Yeah. What you think is going to happen, Chuck? And then season two, what did Chuck do? He went out, he put Brian Connolly's shit on the, on the line. Brian had to yeah. dip, you understand? Because he's like, yo, you, you, he told him, yo, you're obsessive right now. You got the win already. What That's else true. do you want? <laughs> you understand? Season three, he went all out, did the whole ice yeah. juice thing. You understand? Season four, he decided, all right, I got to scale back now because now I got to team up with Max. But guess what? I'm going to team up with him and I'm going to get him again. That's like, true. Come on, Chuck. Stop doing the same do it again this year, this season two. A hundred percent, he's trying to do it. He's gonna, <laughs> and this is why. As a, why this as a, as a married man, uh, the only reason is because he works with his wife, and that he doesn't like that. And that's it. Yeah, that's the main. And I, and I, and I get it. So then, talk to your wife about it, or have, put but some trust in there. But you gotta, you gotta do he's something. Not his father. His father's still swaggy. Chuck still. Uh, Chuck has. Of course. This, uh pr- problem i guess he doesn't feel comfortable in himself like 
This man is a powerful no. individual. Like you have a real seat of yes. power, but yet Agreed. somehow, some way, you still don't feel comfortable in your own skin. Even though no. uh, she's been with you for how many years? Twenty years, my guy, or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, only have grown children, and he's still grown children. He's still uh, 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 unsure of himself. Yeah. Right, and she's doing the Fifty Shades yeah, of Wendy. Fifty just Shades of Wendy, that's lit. <laughs> let, let, let him do whatever he wants to do on that level, and he's still. I don't like Bobby Axelrod. Motherfucker, please, let's talk. Cut it out, bro. You, you're a man of power. Take your power and do whatever you want, bro. Why, 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 Bobby? Yeah, he's he losing it now when he got this had that had that meeting at the governor's office. Yeah, know, the chair. Yes, yes, yes. So that's my dislike, but nonetheless. Let's get into the, the writers' crisis because, to be honest, last season could yeah, have been the really last season, did. right? I mean, they could have ended it off with all three people, all of them just calling it a day. So, um, what do you guys take on the the writers' crisis right now? What the end game storyline? Why don't you like? go, Carl? Keep going. I feel for me, the writers have written themselves into a corner. Bobby okay. Axelrod is not a gangster, so him getting dying in a shootout is highly unlikely. So the only two mm-hmm. options for for either as for us as the viewers is to finally see Bobby serve time for his many transgressions or he continues on his path with no end in sight. But if that's the case, then writers or what are they trying to say? They're trying to um they're trying to shine light on a bigger, more complex problem. The white European complex of white is right. Mm-hmm. This so-called anti-hero is a flawed character. Because he's been an anti-hero. Like, he does shit that we approve for, like I said in the beginning. But then you don't spend time with your fam. You sliming up people. Like, you do dirty and grimy shit. So, at the end of the day, what are these writers really trying to say? Like, we at the fifth season now. Like, what is what is Bobby Axelrod's purpose? Exactly. What are you doing now? Correct. You have no purpose. It, throughout the whole season, what have you done? Let, realistically, you haven't built anything. You've only built your portfolio, your purse, your personal uh, profits. You don't have like, like anything substantial. Besides putting his name on that building, you know that that was season yes. one, right? Season right, yeah. that, season that one. Didn't yeah. build. That he didn't build. He just bought it. Yeah, right. You feel me? So he, he finessed, finessed his he way finessed to get in, so and he played. Like, he, he did it on the cheeks. Cause remember he. He only paid what nine million for that when initially they wanted twenty five or more. Yeah, right. But he exactly. wasn't teaching a lesson about earning and showing a buck how well he can negotiate the, the old shit, fathers. Yeah. Yes, playing for the old guys' uh, golf caddy, yeah. whatever he was. So yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, like like I said, the so, writers. It's it's really showcasing now after this third episode because it's the first time we ever like really seen him. And his son together, and now we find out that Wag. I thought, be honestly, I thought Wags was Thoy. Yeah, I didn't even know he had kids until they mentioned that oh, in this episode. Why did they mention that? And now he had bad kids. Like he was out here really getting cool like that. Stop it, fuck. Was it last season he had to wear the dress like, for that uh, ritual for that um, club? And, come on, yeah. man! A dude wearing a dress is getting mad cool. Stop <laughs> it, fuck. You writers is really tripping now, like oh, y'all man. really, really tripping. Like y'all really making these. So, what do you think the end lit? game? What do you think the end game is going to be for 
for the the season? What's the main ending? All right, so I, I say that um, this season, because they have to readjust their game theory strategy, right? As far as writers go, Carl was basically alluding to that, and just discussed that just a few minutes ago. Um, so like the writers introduce a new a new a new enemy, but right now he's the nice guy. You was touching on that. Ken with uh, Mike Prince. Yeah. So Mike Prince is the billionaire nice guy, right? Valby ba- Oxerod is the billionaire bad guy. We've seen that when they face to face on the fireside chat, you've seen, you know, both uh, dynamics. So now we have a core base in terms of what the writers can build from. Um, Taylor is struggling, right? Um, she is a anapomorphic robot, android, ex machina, but she's like not getting her code right. Her codes is all effed up. Her syntax is just out of whack and she can't really find or compute her way out of this, you know, this crazy break in her code in terms of the finance and her capital breakdowns. So she has to figure out her swag. She got to get back into the zone. She's not in the zone right now, right? Uh, Wendy is showcasing her serpentine tongue. She could use her psychiatric powers on everybody, you know? She's entrancing Lauren now with her psychiatric finesse. Oh, could you come over here and help us with this? And then, you know, uh, Taylor is like, well, I don't know if you should do that, you know? And then her IPO manager is like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you want our team? So it's like the writers got to basically commence this season. It's going to be like a major episode where it's going to be like a battle. It's going to be a battle between Taylor Mason Capital when Taylor does get back into her zone versus Bobby Axelrod, and it's gonna be about a certain IPO, a certain index, a certain stock that is just pivotal that they need to, you know, capture and, and profit off of. And then Chuck Rose Senior is gonna his greed is gonna is gonna catapult to like a, a level where Chuck is gonna be like, I can't even rock with you anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be just one episode, probably the six or seven episodes, where showcases an immense battle where Mike Prince, Axelrod, Taylor Mason, you know, they all come in together trying to get this 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 aspect of a, of a piece of finance through capital investment. And then Chuck Rose and his pops is going to have some type of falling out because Chuck Rose Sr. is going to try to do his last grand finesse, Illuminati. And Chuck's not going to be with it. It's just going to be too dark for Chuck to, to agree with. He's going to be you just have a daughter. Like, what are you doing? And then that's where that happens. And then I think that's how the season comes to a climactic finish. You know what I'm saying? After that happens, everybody has the fallout of that. And then that's how they end season five. Well, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. But I think the way it ends off is with Axe leaving axe cap to taylor Mm. taylor becoming the head of axe cap and axe getting his dream of becoming a banker oh yes i forgot about the derivative episode three but right but the but the banker would not be under axe i think he joined forces with chuck's father oh wow solidify his and that would be chuck's senior's grand scheme becoming a bank correct and chuck right now you know how they're talking about right you hear this episode, they're talking about money he owes mm-hmm. the, the Yale school $100,000 per year. <laughs> so, he paid off since he, right, since so he now pledged it. How many years ago? Correct. <laughs> well, come on. Come on. So now you think about it. Axe goes, takes Chuck's dad, put Chuck's dad face on the bank, the name, 
and he is actually the banker in the background because you know Axe's record is not the best. And he was and talking now, about that Chuck Rhodes Senior, PJ, yes, and the Jet. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So now Axel Rod's dad, I mean Chuck's dad, is now the face of this bank that Axel Rod owns and runs in the background, and nobody knows, right? Mike Pence might even invest in this bank. So again, Axe wins at that point. Chuck cannot go after Axe because now he will take down his whole family legacy of this bank that's now in his father's name. And Taylor now is being given this role to run Axe Cap or whatever name they decide to change it to. So I think that'd be a great ending of season five for them to kind of leave it at that cliffhanger to see what happens. Mm. You know, everybody gets the offer. We don't know what happens. And the next season, you know, we go into being surprised as to what direction they went in. Um, but as far as ending the, the, the series, yeah, I'm with Paul on that. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to give Axe the great send off of doing everything wrong and not being in trouble for it? Or would they show Axe being doing time in jail for all his, you know, dealings? Oh, with the and Taylor's manager is Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. That's the one that um, the ex-military, she's ex-Navy, yeah. I believe. Yeah, she she quit because she sees right. that you know Taylor doesn't know what she's doing. She's out of her zone. Um, well, what that's an interesting take on the bank. Do you think they're gonna showcase? Yeah, like the steps are involved to become an essential bank. Yes. bank. yes, 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 for sure. For exactly, they will. That's that's gonna be. Yeah. Listen, Axe, Axe is definitely like you said. The beginning is gluttony. I'm going back to that gluttony part. He really got the 10 billion. What else does he want? Now he and wants yeah, bank fireside chat. He wants to be able to sleep with all and, and just envy. Yeah, you saw how they right was there. chilling. They didn't yep. really care. They, they had no like, whatever. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. Of course. They make money and they make money exactly. when they're in the toilet to them. So at this point, that's what Axe needs, right? He already made the 10 billion. He already got the money. Now, what if you just make endless money without doing anything? Without the hustle and bustle, right? Now he's going to have that time to spend with his kids. You know, now he's going to have that time to, to do what he wants in his life. For how long, however, we don't know. Like I'm saying, if they end season five on that cliffhanger and season six starts off with Axe owning this bank, I'm sure by the end of that season, Axe is going to go back so to the hustle and bustle. Well, that's how it ends. Both of y'all definitely hit over the nail. Season five is about Bobby turning into a banker. And 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 leaving or yeah, failing yeah. but he basically is going to leave the finance investor portfolio market and become a central banker you know without him realizing it you know what i'm saying it's the, i mean it's the only play left you're right because at the end of the yes, day exactly. you could be a, a trader all day da, 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 da. but if you lose the bread who you gotta go to to get more bread you gotta go to the bank. You gotta go to, to the, the bank. bank. You gotta go to the, the iron and bank. This is why... <laughs> of course. And this, and this is why Mike Pence will have to bow. To That's the Axel. only way why... Mike Pence will be under Axel. Of course. Yes. Of course. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. And then and then when he does it, he can go back to Mike Pence and tell him, like, you still wanna talk that high and mighty shit? Like like stop playing like this is how we do things and to be honest you see mike pence talking all that nice stuff he mike pence is undercutting bobby yes, every he chance. Is. he's slamming him the painter the fireside exactly. chat you know asking setting him up to to do his uh philanthropy with that you know 
setting up the uh, supplies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he finessed yeah, them. Yeah, and he do and he doing it. He doing exactly. it all with a smile on his face, and that's what I'm trying to say. So this is how I see this season ending. But you know, we'll find out. I mean, seeing his son get into Bitcoin, I was first thinking like, oh, is he going to use his son to kind of start fundling Bitcoin through his son? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, but I don't think that's too obvious. I don't think they'll do that. But I like the fact that we'll they showcased I mean, in both episodes, even episode one, where Axelrod's people that he had set up to create the Bitcoin mining, the crypto mining um, facility. Remember they did it, was it somewhere in, is it PA or out in Pittsburgh or whatever? Yeah. The, yeah, and uh, it ate up all the currency. I mean, all of the current within that state. And then now his son is doing it. It's like, wow, like, they're really exposing, like, if you want a crypto mine, like, this is all of the electricity that you need to, you know, absorb. It's yeah, it's going to cost like, a penny. It, 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 between, between internet, computer power, and electrical power, you need a ton of that. For and something not, that still you know, is going to be tradable, it's not even a guarantee that whatever you do mine is going correct. to be a valued asset on that market right. portfolio Correct. it's like yo i thought that was mind-blowing i was just like yo it's just like a it's a it's a money toilet it's just like funds just literally being flushed down the toilet just off of hopes and dreams it's just like that crypto is crazy but i mean at this at this time in the pandemic the crypto is going up um because of course money is being very scarce um yeah the fed is printing money yeah every time they print money correct it affects that yield curve you know the quantitative easing you know all that you know that's when you get into financial technicalities and all that and it starts people start losing their minds when you start saying those two things like what correct so so now seeing that this show is talking about cryptocurrency so much and this is like What's happening right now? Cryptocurrency is going up. All types of cryptocurrencies, Litecoin, Bitcoin, Libra, um, Tron. Tron even has a coin. Yeah, all this stuff is is going up right now because of what's happening in the world outside. So that's that's how I see it going. Um, Billions is a great show. I mean, we didn't really touch upon our favorite season. I would say season um, two, based on everything. Season you guys two was the season with yeah. it had ice juice towards the end, and then it trickled over to season three because yeah. you know that's where it ended. And then it started up again. But yeah, I would say season two and then season three are probably the best. I think season three was when um, Axe was fighting um, the, uh, the, you know, the Illuminati general of uh, Steel. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a, a great season. I remember his character's name I agree. right now. But, that was a great season. The no, Russian no, he was Russian. Yes. He, he was American. No, he wasn't he was Russian. American. What was he? He was Chuck Roach's, he was Chuck Roach's no. guy. Foley, Foley. Oh yeah, Foley, the Foley. upstate guy. Foley, Foley. The one that was yeah. gonna make the one that was Foley, he was the uh, steel czar. He was, he was the czar of steel. Oh, oh, the older oh, guy. Oh, yes, yes. Oh. He was like a Vanderbilt. When it comes to steel, yes, yeah, I know Foley. the older guy. And he yes, checked. Yes. Well, I thought he, you meant this. I thought you meant the season when that that other gentleman was there. When Chuck became, when Chuck got the power and put him back on a plane. Oh, he yeah. About, oh, he was yeah, going yeah, like the yeah, Illuminati. He was going yeah, after Axelrod. <laughs> He's a good actor, too. Why am I forgetting his name? We know his name. Yeah. John Malkovich. Um, John Malkovich. Yeah. John Malkovich's character. Yes, was, yes. He's the only person that right. legit had, had Axelrod by the ball. Axe yeah. on his heels. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Like that season. I forgot was about That's John what Malkovich. I thought you meant. What was, what was the name of his character, uh, Malcolm's character? Uh, and, um, 
Yeah, like, he, he was good. He was Gregor. 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 Yes. yes. He's scared like Axel Rob because he didn't yes. play by the same rules as far as nah. like business. That dude was a street dude. Nah. Yeah. You feel me? He was from the streets. Yes. <laughs> exactly. He was a gangster. Yes. Yo, you, you to, I totally forgot about Nasir Bitch. I'm bugging. Yes. <laughs> He's just going to clip you. That's it. Yes. That's why you act yeah. like, yo, you want me to handle that for you? Or like, yeah. what, what's up? What's going <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I can do that. Yes. I but I, 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 Foley was my guy because he was calm. He made Axelrod come to his home unannounced. Like, and he had to chin check him. Like, what are you doing here? Like, who are you? Like, and that's when um, yeah. Chuck Rose had to do his ritual. Cause he had to get his Illuminati invitation to the dinner and he had to make his claim to yes. you know become ag you know yeah. so oh man that was that yeah, was a great season, season for yeah. sure good season i yes, fellas sir. this has been great yes, sir <laughs> fantastic um definitely got to keep up another probably three episodes i think then they'll go to mid-season because Correct. of the pandemic so we can definitely come back and discuss the three episodes and see what path they're going in. Uh, Definitely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks, Carl, for coming back Definitely on the show. Appreciate man. that, Carl. Definitely, man. Can't wait oh, for y'all. Thanks one. for listening. Well, boys, listening, and y'all be blessed, man. Thank All you. Right. Peace out.